Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Welcome to this glorious mass little kids, Mamma Mia's podcast for parents with kids under the age of five. My name is Tegan Natoli and I am the co-founder of Bump Day Spa and I have three little kids. And do you know who you are this week? Yes, I know who I am. I'm quite rested today. My name is Lee Campbell, executive editor of Mamma Mia, parent to one little baby, well, baby toddler, baby boy. How are you going? How's he going? He's going really good. I've got more on that later. Oh my God, they get cuter as they get harder. Do you think it's like a physiological thing so you don't throw them out the window they get cuter as they get harder like things get harder oh it's but just a whole new cuter. set of challenges yes, yes. So, but you're like i'm not going to put you in the bin because well, you're so yeah. cute yes that's right it's like a new <laughs> level of cuteness with a new level of challenge yeah yeah well i think it has to do that otherwise you're right we would <laughs> put them out for out. council cleanup and if you guys love listening to us don't forget to show us some love don't be shy and leave us a review and all your feedback tell us what you want to hear what you don't want to hear or ways we can improve we always love to hear from you guys. So today we're going to be chatting a little bit about single parenting. So obviously Lee and I are no experts in this field as we are both married some days. Some days we are, some (laughs) days days we're we're we're. ready to divorce them. But we know that a lot of parents out there are doing it alone or with not much help or with partners away even. Today we're going to chat to a young single mum who has twins and then of course our WTF of the week a little later on. I take my hat off to every single mum out there. I know a lot of people obviously don't plan to be a single mum, although I do have a girlfriend now who is starting the journey of finding a sperm donor to become a single mum because she hasn't met the right person. And I had her over for dinner last week and Alexander was just about to go to bed and losing it when she got there and she was just like, Tell me about it. What's it really like? And I was like, look, it's hard. And Rich and I tag team, you know, cleaning up the dinner while someone's doing the bath. And we only have one healthy Mm. child. So I was realistic with her. But obviously she wants it so much that I would never say it's too hard. It's doable. And like we were saying before, Teague's just off air, you don't know what you don't know. Like you've only got your scenario to compare it to. And I suppose her as a single parent will never know, well, will initially not know what it's like to have another uh, another partner to do it with. And in the same respect, I suppose I had twins, so I don't know what one child feels like. Yeah. And you only know what you only know. You only know your own struggles. But I feel like I thought about this a lot. Like when I first had the twins, this is something that crossed my mind all the time. Like how do single mums do this? Like with the sleep deprivation, with, you know, even the emotional bouncing off each other, with the financial stress, like the physical support, like there's just so many aspects to it. And it's so true. I, Financial is a good point I hadn't thought of. Yeah. In that it's all on you and you physically need to be in two places at once. You have to go to work. Yeah. Like I actually don't know. And And like for for me, like my my husband is not a hands-on father in in the sense that he works 12 hours, six days a week. So he's out 
to provide and yeah. I'm there raising the kids. How does one person do that? Like, It's so true. I actually, yeah, I hadn't considered, oh, obviously you need money, um, but that's just to, that's yeah, Just the pressure of that even. And I read online, it was a really good point by a single mum saying, please, if you are coupled up and your husband's away for work or, or away, please don't use, oh, I'm a single mum. Don't use that line because yeah. it's not the same. You do still have someone. Mm. They might not physically be there if they're away or whatever it may yeah. be. But, but you're still part of a team. There. You're still part of a yeah. team. You've got someone to perhaps call at night and say, oh, my God, you know, Bobby was doing this or yeah. whatever. But we should have said this is about being a single, single parent. parent. Yeah. So I'm interested to talk to our next guest because her story is just wow. Like she's a hero to me. So today our guest is Emily Neal. She's a 26-year-old single mum with five-year-old identical twins, Harper and Willow. She lives in Melbourne, so I have no idea how she just got through the last six months in this world. Emily fell pregnant with her twins when she was 19 years old and has been raising them solo ever since, while also running her own business as a beautician. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So Emily, can you give us a rundown of your current situation and a little bit about your past as well? So I was actually pregnant at 19 with my twins and then became a single mum by the time they were two months old. Currently, my twins are almost six years old and I have raised them completely on my own without their father being involved. We live by ourselves and due to COVID I have actually had to homeschool them and haven't been able to work for almost six months now so that's been very tough. And did you imagine that happening at that point like when you were going into the birth of the twins did you even imagine that being a possibility of you doing it on your own? I actually never ever imagined in my life that being a single mum was something that was in the cards for me. Yeah. If you had it the way you wanted, you would have your partner there along the way, right? Absolutely. You never go into it thinking this is going to end or, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. I definitely never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would be strong enough to do it on my own. But I did know that I love those babies and I wanted them more than anything. And if it came to it, I knew I would do it. Mm. And having two babies at 19, I mean, wow, that's enough as it is, but no partner on the scene. Can you take us back to those early days? What was it like? It was tough. Having twins was the easiest part of the entire situation, to be honest. I had never gone through something traumatic before. And then to add two newborn babies into that situation, it was so emotionally exhausting. But to be honest with you, I think having those babies is what kept me going as well because it gave me such a purpose and something to really, I guess, strive to keep going for. Almost distract you from your relationship breaking up? Absolutely. It definitely did. I just had to focus on these babies and doing what was best for them. And I was under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress at the time, but they kept me going. Mm. And do you have much support? How about family and friends in in Melbourne or around where you live? So I definitely have. I have a beautiful family. I have my mum and dad who have been my absolute rocks. They are so supportive and incredible. And I have my sister who is just as supportive and she has a beautiful partner who's been there 
through it all who has even stepped up and helped a lot too. So I feel very blessed. You know, I still have my grandparents who are so helpful and aunties and uncles yeah. and I have a beautiful family support and I have beautiful friends as well. Nice. So it's all hands on deck. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a village. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely takes. Look, I have a partner and it's still all hands on deck for me. So I can only imagine how, how helpful that comes in for you. I just wondered what a typical day looks like for you, like literally logistically, getting twins up, fed, off to daycare, I guess, or, or school back, you know, pre-corona, or even we can talk about a corona day, but how, you know, what does a literal juggle look like for you? It's not until I think about it that I realise, I guess, how much work it does take. For example, a school morning, work morning, we get up. Lately, my children have been waking at 4.30. So, so, really so have mine. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it makes the day really oh, long. The things you've achieved by 9am is amazing. It's not, it's you wouldn't even think it's possible. But I bet when they go back to school, they'll be sleeping in. Yeah. So we get up and straight away they want breakfast and I haven't even opened my eyes and one will say they don't want to get dressed so then the other one will join in and they don't. that one doesn't want to get dressed and they gang up on me. I just have to be very <laughs> firm in the fact that, no, we can't watch TV, we need it get our clothes on and then one of them doesn't like the socks she's wearing and the other one <laughs> oh, This all sounds too <laughs> like familiar. A, yeah, so getting out of the house is actually very draining and very tough and I feel exhausted by <laughs> by the time we leave. But I have a school routine and a work routine and I get us out of the house that little bit earlier so that we're always on time. So for you, what's the hardest part about being a single parent? Being unwell and not getting that break. Mm. I don't have another set of hands to take the the load and help you know distribute it evenly or pick up the slack when I'm not yeah you know feeling my best or even you know just running out of milk yeah you can't (laughs) be like hey husband or partner can you go grab some milk the little things that I think you know people don't understand or realize that is such a difficult task when you are dragging two little ones mm. around with you everywhere and i think you know you're getting milk but you're also getting bread and remembers doctor's appointments and it all adds up to so much to remember and so much to do and when it's all on you it's just i can see why you're so exhausted <laughs> do you date yeah. have you been dating <laughs> where would she fit it in yeah well this is what i want to know oh my gosh dating is so hard being a single mom of twins I guess it's not necessarily hard to find someone to date but it's definitely hard to find someone that fits into your life or complements your life yeah twin home life is not sexy that's one thing I can account for (laughs) there's nothing sexy about me at home getting my twins ready for the day so when do you disclose that you have twins do you put that on your tinder profile I don't know it's been a long time since I've um dated um if I have a dating profile I'd do disclose that I am a single mum. I don't say, I've got twins. (laughs) You don't need to share the details. And then, you know, in the conversation when it does come up, I do explain my situation. I'm very open and honest about it because I just think, what's the point? I'm not going to hide it. It's nothing I'm ashamed of and I don't want it to be a problem later on. Yeah. My expectations have changed being a mum. I am looking for someone that is going to be a good role model to my children. Yeah. My final question would probably be, what advice would you give to other single mums? Perhaps, you know, people 
currently going through a relationship breakdown and they've got a young child, what's your advice to those women? It's actually something I have had a lot of people that have become single mums reach out to me with. And my advice is you have got this. You don't realise how strong you are until you have to be that strong and everything will work out and there is that light at the end of the tunnel. You'll look back and it will be a memory. It will be a distant memory and you'll realise you've, you know, you've got out on that other side. I love you're that. so beautiful. I know. Emily, I always have a theory that you're only given what you can handle and it sounds as though you're absolutely dominating single twin mum life. So well done to you. Your, your, your girls are very, very lucky to have you. Thank you so much. I'm Thank definitely you. very lucky to have them. So you're Thank fantastic. You. Thanks, Emily. You're Thank a legend. You so Bye. Bye. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? WTF of the week. Do you want to go first? Sure. Three words for you, Lee Campbell. Hand. Foot. And mouth. That's four words, but I feel you. Well, just (laughs) hands, feet, mouth. And is it three words also because it's three children with hand, foot, and mouth? Yes. Who got it how? Banjo got it from daycare. So you are the one that always goes on about sickness and daycare. To Mm -hmm. be honest, we've had a pretty good daycare sickness run. Oh, my God, touch wood. And then you jinx me. Well, no, it's already happened now. But, gosh, I have post-traumatic stress from (laughs) disorder. And you know what? When I put it on Instagram, I had so many mums reach out to me and go, it is so traumatic. It is. I've had one child with it, but not three. Oh, so Alexander has had it before. Alexander got it from the bassinet flying home from Stop. South Africa and had it in quarantine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was only eight months, though, so it was. I think it was maybe easier with a baby than a toddler. Yeah, so the, I felt like Banjo's age was the worst because the girls ended up getting it and they got it a lot more mild. So for those that don't know, Dr. Tegan, what oh, is hand, gosh. foot, and mouth? I only know what I experienced. There's, it's a virus, so there's nothing you can do about it. There's no way you can treat it. The kids get a, a rash on their hands and their feet and it and usually blisters and potentially down their throat and on their bum. They can't eat. Well, Banjo had it in his mouth, so he couldn't eat. He couldn't drink they're for days. So, so they're too. hangry. They're not sleeping because they're in pain. It is the most torturous virus I have ever seen. Like yeah. Banjo's been in hospital with bronchiolitis and it does not even compare. And three kids. And so the twins did get it. They got a real mild case of it, thank God. But as soon as you see those spots, you're like, no. no, I know. And there's nothing you can do, right? You've nothing, just got to wait it out. Not a thing. Oh. And it's so, so horrible. I reached out. I'm like, how come I was never warned about this? Because this is traumatic. And I know, obviously, there's different severities of mm. the virus. But, oh, my gosh. Sounds like Banjo had it badly, though. He Alexander's was pretty mild. But I'd put up on Instagram, oh, what are they? Are these, like, warts? And then literally... <laughs> Thousands of DM and hand foot daycare is so blase. It's literally the corona for children. Like, because <laughs> I didn't catch it. Benjo was literally pushing me the night before he came yeah, out in the ration. I didn't either. And actually. my husband and I did. No one else got it in our house except the kids. And it spreads like wildfire. And you're like, wash the sheets. Don't breathe on anyone. Don't suck that sippy cup. Oh, God. so you've come through the other end. Oh, I don't know how. I'm, I never thought I could get more sleep deprived than what I already was. But yeah, oh, it's so any banjo. parent whose kids get handful of mouth, my gosh. We send wine. Praise be. <laughs> uh, well, mine is not even a rant. My son is finally walking. I know. And I think I messaged you going, you were is it weird that I want to cry? I don't even think I cried for my own children walking. <gasps> he's just, I mean, he's 15 months. So he was kind of a bit later in terms of his peer group. Like, I don't think my kids walked around there. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the paediatrician, of course, said oh. anywhere up to 18 months is considered normal. <laughs> paediatrician. 
like he is like a drunk bear yeah. or a tranquilized bear. He's just yeah. like stumbling everywhere. Like but he's Bambies. so pleased with himself. Like when you're going, walk to mummy in his little face. And have you found it easier or more oh, chaotic? He's still like real clumsy. Like he came yeah. home from daycare yesterday and had a big gash under yeah. his chin. And that's just because he's tried to run Doping. somewhere and fallen over. Mm-hmm. But it just gets keeps getting cuter and cuter. Yes. And I remember when I worked back at Huffington Post and I wrote a story called Cute Aggression. It's this like proven thing that when something's so cute that you want to squeeze it or like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like when a puppy's so, so cute. So you actually do? Well, no. You should, don't. <laughs> like where is this going, Lee? <laughs> so your brain, you like because it's so cute, you can't cope with Isn't it. Isn't it funny that you're, even your language goes, oh, it's just so yes, cute. I'm like, squishing. Not just you, but like everyone. When you're like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah, because your brain gives you a little burst of aggression to counteract the cuteness because oh. you can't cope with how cute it is. Wow. I so know. it's an actual It's an actual thing. But at the thing. moment, my husband and I are just like, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? We've got like 45,000 videos of him just taking two steps yeah. and thinking he's a genius. Yeah. Anyway, we'd love for you to share your WTF moments of the week. Teagues, how can people do that? Give us a buzz on the pod phone, 02 or we have a new little way that you can get in touch with us. Jump on your phone, record a voice memo and email it through to us at tgm at mamamia.com.au. And you can always jump onto our Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group. This glorious mess is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Paria Tehersadeh. See ya. Ciao. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.